the military runs short on brains, they go hunting in Pacific Tech, an exclusive institution for outstanding intellects, where the superstar of smarts is Chris Knight. His hobbies violate the laws of gravity, and his IQ is higher than most people can count. But when Chris makes the scientific discovery of the century, his classmates want the credit, his professor wants the publicity, and the military wants to use his discovery as the ultimate weapon. So Chris is about to turn getting even into a science and show them they should never try to outsmart Welcome to Deciphering Real Genius. I'm here with Pete Baker and Zoe Lindsay. This is one we've been wanting to do for a long time, and we were trying to figure out the best way to do it. So what we're going to do is a live commentary track while we watch it, because I don't think any of us has seen this in a long time. It's been, uh, for me, it's probably been 10 years since I sat through the whole thing, and it's a movie I absolutely love, and it's what I've been wanting to do with you guys. So um we're just going to talk along as we watch this movie together, and hopefully everybody will enjoy it as much as we do. Um, it's a it's a pretty great one. There's some actual hacking in this one, unlike some of the movies we do yeah. on this podcast. Uh, there's pretty, a there's a lot of good like you know, you know uh, college science department pranks too. Yes, that, that would be that are pretty legit hacks. So yeah, absolutely, and a, a pretty epic cast in this movie as well. Um, which you know, should we start playing it? We can we can uh, intro the the movie over the over the credits. We'll do it. All right, ready when you are, Zoe. Three, two, one, go. This um, tri-star opening with the not unicorn. Is it a unicorn? Yeah, it's a unicorn running out of the ether. <laughs> oh, oh, and it's a it's a pegacorn. It's a pegacorn. Even better. Um, <laughs> My kids are way into pecacorns right now. But um, that you always knew that was going to be like some sweet movie, like Point Break or Real Genius. Or yeah. It's, it instantly brings me back to like, you know, my high school years. Because like, yeah. all the cool movies seem to come from TriStar for some reason, like you said, Pete. <laughs> totally. So you mentioned I'm, I'm, the, the cast. Uh, go ahead, Zoe. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, this is some deep nerdery, but I'm pretty sure that this font is the same one that they use in DS9. Wow. <laughs> you guys and your fonts. Wow. Hey. Hey. Right off the important. bat. I make Ooh. a lot of memes with that font. I so. think you're right. That one's, yeah, it's got that sort of NASA worm style, like real rounded corners. We have yeah. to describe the typeface for these listeners now. Whatever happened? But you mentioned to, to you mentioned the cast. We should we should open. Oh yeah, is this another uh, typography question? No, not at pop, all. We can wait for that. Not at oh, all. Oh, I was gonna. Yeah. It had to do with the credit sequence, which I love. Like a good credit sequence before the movie actually starts, which doesn't really seem to happen anymore. You know, th- like something mm-hmm. like this. It's so clever with like schematics. And yeah, all this kind of, like, of stuff. Nuclear submarine schematics yeah. to this nice, chill, jazzy song. Right. Now then, you only get this kind of intro on a prestige cable show. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> true. It's very it's true. true. And you only watch it the first time, and then you hit skip intro, and then you're you're done. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
the cast of this movie is wild. It's a, it's a very eighties cast, you know, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Classics um, that you don't really see anymore. Our man, William Atherton, who's been in a bunch of the movies that we've done, like Die Hard and, um, uh, what else was he in? I can't remember, but he, he always plays kind of a tool in every movie and in, in, in this one. Yeah. Like, he, he's always the hard on that's kind of like running something. And he's, he was, yep. well, he was the, he was the, um, reporter in Die Hard. Yeah. Oh he yeah. Was the, the hard on in Die Hard. He was, a, he was in Ghostbusters. He was the EPA head that shut mm-hmm. down the containment unit. That's right. So yeah. Um, he plays a good officious dick. He does. Right. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. So what we're watching right now is like the prologue of them doing a Star Wars style uh, laser cannon in space that looks, I mean, when you, when you saw this movie and it started out, it, the, this uh, plane was like straight out of mask. It was uh, like this space plane that they pulled a big mirror out of. It was a pretty dope sequence at yeah. the beginning of this movie that Otherwise, is just a straight comedy, but well, very sci-fi. Yeah, and the for for our younger listeners, they may not have realized that like we actually thought this <laughs> is what like this was a real thing that was supposed to happen in the eighties, like space lasers, like yeah, space lasers. Reagan totally so they, wanted this they, to happen. Right, they shot some uh, cartel head or something from space and his butler turns around with his freshly made <laughs> drink and has no idea what just happened the guys disappeared in the chairs on fire it, that discreet it's that perfect assassination Nation nice little bit of trivia on the the uh, shuttle pilot there that guy is stacy peralta who's like a legendary was, skateboard manufacturer and has directed huh. all of those skate movies from like the yep. uh, he, he was in uh, he was in Dogtown. He yeah. was one of the Z Boys. That's was like, right. I mean, cl- old school classic, like original skater, and then yeah. went on to have like a a baller film career too. It's pretty. And wild. He's got this bit part bit part and real genius. Great. Powell Peralta skateboards w- were dope. Yeah, they had the big fishtail. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this was one of those like roles that like everyone that showed up in. Uh, game of thrones at some point they just asked like hey can i get a part in this like i just want to part. It's like all right fine you can be the space plane operator right you can Five be seconds the on ed sheeran sitting by the fire singing some dumb yeah. song yep. so as we do when we watch these things i went to the trivia page and i was reading uh-huh. how horrified the costumer was uh doing research at caltech like just thinking everyone looks like they got dressed out of a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, I am looking forward to paying some more attention to, uh, yeah. to the ensembles when we get the, to uh, the set design apparently in this was really well researched too. They built a lot of this stuff on Caltech campus. Um, you know, the, the big scene at the end that we won't you know spoil yet mm-hmm. was a legit, um, popcorn explosion that they really inflated the house with but like they really went to some trouble making this movie i'm impressed yeah when you look into like what all they did uh and and some of the the pranks they were doing in the movie they really did the stuff like the um the liquid nitrogen coins like Mm -hmm. they really they really did that not not like based it on somebody really doing it the movie really did that (laughs) to make it work that's how legit some of these stunts were 
<laughs> Here's the science fair. In <laughs> there's the uh, the first experiment we see is alcoholic mice, and you just see like, <laughs> one mouse one running on a, on a on a hamster wheel, and the other one's just asleep in the bottom of the cage <laughs> <laughs> with some brown liquid in a right. water dispenser. Uh, here comes our man Bill I had, Atherton. Uh, I had he's never, like celebrity scientist, right? I had never heard before that uh, that what's his name James Rode Rodriguez uh, based the character that he plays in Psych off of Chris Knight, but it makes such perfect sense. That's like, awesome. It just immediately clicks. Yeah, Psych was was great too. So at the science fair, uh, what's his name? Atherton. Bill Atherton. He's, yeah, yeah. We find out he's like a celebrity. He's like a, the Carl Sagan of this movie, but he's but he's a prick. You know, Carl Sagan, not a prick. But this guy's going around like flashing flashing his uh, PhD at a bunch of kids, and then we meet Mitch, who is the spitting image of Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, showing off his laser. Honest to God. That is the only legit science project we see at the whole fair. It's, I'm disappointed in the, in the lack of baking soda volcanoes at this science fair. Um, but <laughs> I guess a little too low but class. The, for... the drunk mice made up. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, of course, Mitch, like the child genius, I think we find out he's like 15 or 16. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, right, he's graduating high school, going into college. At yeah, fourteen. And or his, of course, his parents have to be unable to pay for him to go to college, so he really needs this scholarship to, right. you know, Caltech. Um, and and his and his dad's still cocky about it. Oh yeah, even with that collar that he's <laughs> like my smart ass kid. <laughs> Good lord. Um, I love how the, uh, immediately they establish how condescending this dude is. Right, like right. by his adopted. third or fourth line of dialogue, he is just like dripping with sarcasm. Well, I think he kind of so, he might have gotten typecast after uh, after Ghostbusters and uh, <laughs> Die Hard. He, he was kind of in his slot. Yeah, it's a bad haircut on Mitch, by the way. Compared to you, most people have the IQ of a carrot. He's not getting bullied. Now that he's you've smart. said that, Pete, I can't see anything except Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm telling you, like I thought for years that this was like his, her her brother or something. Are we sure it's not? It's it really. They don't look like this anymore. Okay, didn't say that. Um, but a lot of this movie was. You know, later when they go to Caltech, like a lot of this was based on real things that Caltech students were doing. Yeah, and even the laser project was like a legit one they were doing. This movie's only a few jokes away from semi, like semi documentary about Caltech in the eighties. It's kind of fascinating when you realize that. How many people even, did you even know? The Val Kilmer's dude. Yeah. Oh God, love Val Kilmer. It, as you said, Zoe, at his absolute like apex, <laughs> prettiest like. Yeah. Was this before? This was just after uh, Top Gun, or just before? It had to I be. This might have been just after. Uh, Top when Gun was eighty four, eighty six. I want to say. Okay, I, so it's right in the same before. era. Yeah. 
So he goes from like, ah, shucks, lovable genius kid to chomping his teeth at Tom Cruise, badass <laughs> volleyball player in no time flat. And just before this, I think he was in that, uh, that spy movie, that, um, that Zemeckis film spy, spy movie where he was like singing and he's on a train in like the fifties. What? Wait, what? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Are you oh, no. Uh, You're not thinking it's like of his, fir- his first movie. Oh, okay. You're not, I, you're not thinking of the saint. That's no, no, no. Okay. No, that was like 95. So this is 85. No, sure before this. this is right before Top Gun. So probably like the movie. I mean, you Top could... Secret. Top Secret. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. This, that was literally his first movie before this. Then he did an after school special. And then he did Real Genius. And then he did Top Gun. What a run. This is Val Kilmer at like starting at his peak. I mean, he came yeah. out of the, out of the, Shotgun, hot as hell. And then ten years after that, he's in Heat as Chris Shaharless yes. just you kept know, it up. Complete gambling junkie. I wonder if he got his start gambling in this uh, in Real Genius. And Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah. Don't oh, forget God. his star turn as Batman. Yeah. You definitely get the sense so, here that he's quite charming and is used to talking his way into whatever he wants. Right. Very adept right. at that whole thing he's affable and handsome and wicked smart so even if even if it doesn't work for him he still comes off like a winner yeah yeah and then they get into like full-on professor professor guy like this guy is the perfect him and ben stein are the two (laughs) archetypes of professorial actors for me this guy Accurate. certainly looks like he was probably an actual professor that they just like cast in the movie. <laughs> it might you know, have it's a corduroy blazer. So what's, what are they doing now? He's he's hobnobbing. Is this still the this science is like his or uh, is orientation? Essentially, Caltech orientation. Yeah. Okay, he went right from the science so fair. He, to orientation. So he got in because he got in because of that laser project. It's incredible. So Atherton brings him in because we find out later he's going to use this project in his project his uh yeah his essentially star wars era like shoot down missiles type yeah and then we see go to a dorm that i wish actually ever existed this is not i mean i wish college dorms were like this pete this is literally what i thought college was gonna be like absolutely yeah there's no question i saw this like hanging out you know probably junior year of high school and i was like oh hell yeah yeah, let's go. College Can you imagine being 15 like he is <laughs> oh and going God. to no. this college? And like, I mean, the hallways are covered, are inside, are littered with graffiti. It's ah, here awesome. we go. Laszlo. So the guy shows up, doesn't say a word, and disappears into the closet. Into the closet. And then you don't see him again for like a solid 15 minutes of the movie, right? Like they uh-huh. never really explain it which I loved. And there's just like, Oh, okay. There's like, it's yeah, an actual closet. <laughs> this is a long setup. They just like put him in the, in there for a minute. He walks into the closet. We see him like one other time go in there and, and Mitch tries to figure out where he's go where he's going. And then later he becomes completely crucial to the end of the movie. It's just like, okay, remember that guy from 45 minutes ago? Now everything hinges on him. He's the key to the plot. Um, yeah. 
When did you guys figure out that Laszlo was Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite? As soon as I saw Napoleon Dynamite. I was today's years old. I don't, oh, no. I did not, I, could I did see not, I've seen both Sally. of them, but it's like, I didn't see him anywhere close enough in proximity to make that connection. I, I, I have figured I it out. About I've him. seen real genius more, more in the last 10 years than, than you guys. I think. Yeah. I've caught bits and pieces of it on like TNT or whatever, but, um, mm. I, I couldn't figure out where I had seen uncle Rico before. And then I was watching it with my daughter last summer and she was like, that guy looks so weird. He looks like a total creep. And I was like, I gotta look him up. And then I realized he was Laszlo. I couldn't he's believe Laszlo. it. That's awesome. It's perfect. He's played like two complete weirdos. <laughs> like I can't ever yeah. remember seeing him in anything else. I'm sure he's been in other he's things. He's also but... fairly typecast. Atherton's the, what would you say, Zoe? The effective dick. Officious or something. Dick. Yes. <laughs> yeah, officious dick. And Laszlo is consummate weirdo. But also, how many uh, hackers do you know who are like Laszlo? I, I know quite a few. Oh, God. You know, yeah. or at least, <laughs> yeah. you know, 88% like him. Um, he, that you just he, never look in the eye and look in their eyes. Yep. You know, it's always sort of off. He to is the notched in to play the very specific weirdo that is less intimidating or malevolent than the one that Vincent Chiavelli gets cast as. Yeah. Like he's the benign Vincent Chiavelli <laughs> spot. Yeah. What's funny though is, you know, this was made in the mid 80s, 84, 85, whenever it was shot. That hacker stereotype didn't exist yet, or archetype, maybe not stereotype. Um, you know, that kind of reclusive guy that just works on computers all day and does shit that people don't understand wasn't yeah. really a thing, you know, like and until, you know, we see those, the nerds in war games, which is right around that, this same time, the guys in the, <laughs> you know, whatever computer lab that was that, uh, hey, yeah. So I, I had to look up Vincent Chiavelli. I totally forgot who that was, but you're so right. Like he, he's the evil version of Laszlo, like yeah. Jacob's Ladder style evil Laszlo. Whereas Laszlo is the kind of <laughs> I'll follow him in the closet, right? Kind of weirdo. Yeah, this guy that plays um the the dork like the with the thick glasses and the blonde hair and the uh-huh. the fake turtleneck. Yeah, like the nerdy Dolph Lundgren. Oh man! This, I mean, this this is what I hope Dolph Lundgren was actually like when he was going for his third PhD in biochemistry or <laughs> chemical engineering or whatever Rhodes scholarship he got. This was this was had to be Dolph Lundgren back then. Wearing the striped shirt, yeah, the, the, with the braces, and the just Coke bottle glasses. Incredible. But, Take the take the glasses off and lose the braces, and this guy's like proper handsome. Right? No, he's got like Clark Kent jaw going on. <laughs> totally. He's totally. doing all the he's he's like trying to like purposefully make his mouth yeah. awkward. Yeah. Right? He's playing down hard and he's, not super convincingly. Right? He's obviously like six three, and they put him in at like the worst wardrobe possible. Give him braces, and they're like, "Here, be a dork." He's Just got like, Zach Morris hair, right? And, yeah. And the, and the chin of Superman. <laughs> and so they're in this like their laser lab 
that yeah, basically just has some like tinted plexiglass around this space laser that they're developing for the defense department. It's all, that's all you need is a yellow gel and you're safe from the, the space laser. Well, I mean, this is before seatbelts were mandatory in cars, so you know, <laughs> safety was not key in the 80s. So all they seem to be doing, they, they talk about it a little bit later. It's some kind of frozen base for the gas. But all they're doing here is like bouncing it in a square, like around and kind of seeing, measuring it, I guess. But what they said again in the trivia about this movie, the production, this, this laser was real. Like that was the easiest way to do the special effects was to make this laser work. So they had this big, thick, diode laser um or diameter laser bouncing around here but they they were talking about how like the cameras couldn't pick it up if the laser was looking away from them or moving away from the cameras oh interesting uh it could only see it if it was coming towards the camera because the laser is moving faster is moving away faster than uh the camera is able to pick up on its frame rate so every shot that you see the laser is moving towards the camera, like throughout the entire movie. You never see it actually bounce back on all these mirrors. Oh, that's wild. Because the camera can't pick it up. The laser's moving too fast. Didn't they also do a lot to, uh, like, test it out, like fog and haze and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, they spritzed a bunch of stuff in there to try to pick it up. I like that they have the two kind of, like, flunky geniuses in the lab too that are just like the dumbest of the smartest people oh (laughs) this is one of the all-time classic scenes i love this this is when they're doing the skating in the dorm yes this was something caltech students actually did yep like yearly they would freeze and they would use some kind of special uh liquid too they didn't just freeze water and and they'd skate around. They called it smart people on ice. It, it's reminiscent of the pranks that the MIT uh, right. seniors do every year. Like they put a, a car on top of the one of the buildings one year. It's all kinds of crazy stuff. They made, didn't they make one of the buildings into like a giant R2-D2? Because it was already like a dome. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the same building. Yeah. <laughs> so so we're really getting West Coast hacker from observing at Caltech and East Coast hacker from observing at MIT with war games. Like they're mm-hmm. kind of yeah. getting you're you're already getting the regional approach to the culture. It's That's true. true. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the girls <laughs> The lawn chair. I had to look her up because she looked so familiar and like she did outsiders. um, She did a couple other things and then she like dropped off the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. She didn't do anything else after 1988. I believe she became a Zen Buddhist. She was in family. She was in family ties. She was, um, she was Alex's girlfriend in family ties. Wow. Oh, and Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, jeez, what a run for her! She was the she was um, one of the shit. What was she in Revenge of the Nerds? Judy. Oh, one of the one of the girls that came to the party that Poindexter uh, got with. <laughs> she wore the big glasses. The, the one girl that came to the party. 
Yeah. So our friend Wendy Nader, who works with us, not you anymore, Pete, because you're not cool. Um, she she still texts me though. One of her friends it was the basis for that character of the girl that that just came into the story. Oh really? Yeah. Um, That's amazing. I can't remember the exact details, but it's someone that Wendy knows uh, from Texas. Was the the character was kind of based on her? Um, we should I, conference her in. She went right to now. Caltech, so it's yeah, it's like this whole whole thing. But that that character, and then this character was. Oh, go ahead. No, it just that character also is archetypal of people that you would meet in the security community too. You know, like very kind of hyper and hyper focused at the same time where they're just like doing everything yeah. and nothing <laughs> all the time Completely like, in, the, in their head. And they've got, you know, a thousand, thousand threads going yeah. at all times. Yes. Honestly, I mean, this, it was like this war games, revenge of the nerd. There was a string of like mid eighties movies that really made being super smart, pretty nerdy, pretty geeky like that's really when some of it kind of broke open is like this is cool like yeah. this is fun it's okay it's it's fine to be weird mm-hmm. uh and and be really smart and be you know really sort of um obviously driven but also kind of savantish yeah. with it all too and just like a little obsessive i don't i don't remember a lot of movies before that that brought that to like a comedy or sort of fun kind of action thing. No. What well, I mean, you got like the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. True. Good point. That's about Good it, point. Though. So that was the the beginning of the genre. <laughs> of the hyper the hyper smart nerd funny guy. I love how they were- they um they reinforce how young Mitch is. He's sleeping in like dad pajamas like a match yeah. set of you know like legitimate pajamas when laszlo sneaks back into their room to uh yeah. walk back through the closet like christmas story pajamas yeah essentially yes and he saw so this was the second time we should we should do laszlo count off this was the second time we've seen laszlo yeah and again all he did this was, was inspired just Pretz, the this was an inspired way of pretzeling himself. Oh, That's just, that was such a choice. Yeah, it's so great, and it, I do like the the character of Val Kilmer so good, um, or Chris Knight in the movie because he's you know clearly the smartest person in this whole group, but doesn't try at all. And you know yeah. we all know people like that where you're just like, oh my god, that's the smartest person I've ever met in like they don't really do anything or they don't do as much as they should. And they're, they're like, they're well under their capacity. Yeah. You know, like they're operating like so far below what they're capable of. And yet they're still like clearly the smartest one in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I I can imagine like hanging out with Chris Knight in this movie. It was probably like hanging out with Mikhail, Um, (laughs) Mikhail Davidoff, who was one of the dual labs guys. Every time I hung out with them, I was just like marveling. Like, what else do you know? Yes. What the hell? Like, Ev- why do you everything? Ha- everything. How do you have all this in your head? When have you had time to experience any of this that you're talking about uh-huh. so fully? Yeah, that guy 
just blew me away every time. Yes. And if he didn't know it, he was one degree away from someone who did know it. And you, or right. you like invented the thing that you were talking about. And like, yet what? he was just like the, the zaniest dude, you know, pink mohawk, like Burning Man all the time. Like just Absolutely. real fun, you know, affable, genuine and sweet. But then like, then you watch him do something. You're like, why do you know how to shrink a quarter? Yes. This is, <laughs> right. this is wild. He was the first real life mad scientist that I met. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect description. So now they're doing the uh, the nitrogen slices as quarters, um, which probably were was more expensive than the quarter that he was using it for. Definitely, I don't know. maybe not the frozen. He's using that to, like, to steal uh, like a fifteen cent cup of coffee. Yeah, I guess he is working in a laser. I don't know. That's probably like some of the the stuff they were using in the laser, and he's just stealing it for coffee. I loved it on the but, uh, but, the communal fridge in their like dorm area. There's just a, a piece of paper on the fridge that just says "beer sign up," like <laughs> just <laughs> sign up to bring beer. Right. <laughs> Where are you bringing right. it to? He's bringing, bringing beer. So yeah. that I that never nitrogen sliced coin thing again. Back to the production of this movie, they did that. Like that worked. The easiest way for them to make that work was by doing it. It's crazy. So that was another one that I watched. And I was like, that seems plausible. And I love that about this movie. Like a lot of the stuff, the, it, the special effects, but they're actually like big pranks. They were all plausible because they actually did them for the filming of the movie. Yeah. Oh, and this is, I have to call out, like this is one of my favorite montage movies ever. Like this is right up there with... Revenge of the Nerds when they're cleaning the dorm room. Yep. Uh, Comsat Angels, I'm falling for like the whole song. I'm pretty sure we hear all three minutes of the song. Yeah, it's just all these scenes of people doing crazy smart stuff, studying, building something. Again, we see Lazlo third time. We see Lazlo come out of the closet. Uh, the girl he's falling for in her Adderall-ridden nightly building session makes him a, a book page turner. <laughs> Which is certainly more effort than actually just turning a page of a book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. There's and actually uh, there's a uh, Kickstarter uh, open source project uh, for a book scanner that uses something like that, where it can automatically turn the pages and then scan and like clean up the documents, and nice. you just lay oh, wow. the book down and it scans it in. That makes sense. I remember when Google. Um, started digitizing like <laughs> university books yeah and they had one of those things. it was a giant one because there were some big books oh yeah the auditorium this montage i'm telling you it's the whole song it just keeps going and so much time passes this is one of the most efficient montages i think it's his entire freshman year goes by yes and during then, this song then he gets to meet laszlo on the yeah laszlo helped him pick up his books and still disappeared. Just skulks away, yeah. He's he's just a complete ghost. I love it. It's such a clever uh, a clever story idea just to have this guy that's the, like lived in the steam tunnels underneath your dorm for like <laughs> yeah. You, nobody knows how long. He appears to be right. about thirty five. Everybody knows him, but yeah. yeah. I love the uh, rapidly diminishing audience at the auditorium, at the lectures. Yeah. Everyone's just showing, even tape recorders. 
that totally happened. Doesn't the teacher phone college. it in? Yeah, the yeah, teacher ends he, up like setting up a reel to reel or something. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a reel to reel playing to a bunch of tape recorders in an auditorium. It's awesome. It is funny how much of uh, the 80s was about lasers. Like, mm-hmm. everything was going to be shot or shot down by a laser or fixed by a laser. Um, which I guess, you know, some of that has come to pass. I mean, people willingly let lasers into their eyes to fix their eyes. So, <laughs> right. All right. This montage has ended. I'm going to go pick myself another drink. I'll be back. That's what Mitch should be doing at this point. Steady studying. <laughs> Isn't this when he actually figures it out? I think it is, yeah, because <clears throat> for some reason he decides to move the clothes in his closet for the first time since he moved into college and realizes that there's like a trap door behind there. Um, and it's like, the, it's literally like the mousetrap ride at, you know, um, a crappy amusement park where you think you're going to fall off the edge of the track every every 90 degree turn. <laughs> this is another thing that they just they just built this they just built this like elevator mine cart did they really transfer situation yeah oh i was reading oh, that is, he, is he in the goonies he's about yeah. yeah he's just yeah. going in there so they built it i mean could you hear me making my cocktail no nope. i realized i swore my headphones on. not at all yeah, but this part's great. It goes down in the mine shaft. It's so great. Under the dorm at Caltech. Right. With the amusement park. That, sled yeah, that's car. exactly what I call it, Pete. Like the mousetrap amusement park car. <laughs> <laughs> and, and imagine, like, this is supposedly what Laszlo does every time he comes home. Right. Like, he rides this down, probably, like, reading something, like, so bored with this amusement park ride he's built himself. Yeah. And (laughs) Mitch just climbs into this car like he's done this a hundred times. Like, I'm... It stays in it. If I find a freaking mine shaft behind my closet, I'm not getting into the contraption that's in there. With a sign that says danger kill zone? Right. Yes. The skull and crossbones I don't know. and literal rats running around in the tunnels. I have to say this. this so I guess I guess I, we should, you know, correct. I I overstepped the. It's like an hour before we see Laszlo before he becomes part of it. It's it's a half an hour. Yeah, in, and now we're getting Laszlo's like story. But he doesn't show back up again until way later. So he's essentially, I, I would love to freeze this and like d- inspect what computers those are at some point, go back and see what he's got down there. Um, yeah. Was it, it, was it like an Amiga or something? It was one of the first color monitors. It, it was definitely a sweet it color monitor. Like, it looked like the end of a game of missile command. It kind of did. Yeah. Like yeah. where everything. Has oh, exploded. Yeah. Yeah, when all you when when you lose levels. and all of the missiles go off, yeah. that's what it looked like. Oh, another yeah, tremendous that- '80s trope: guy jogging in a full matching jogging suit. 
with the sweatband. Yep. Thank you. Try not to touch anything. Is this okay, sir? It's oak. It's not plywood, for God's sake. Mm, quite a change. So this is where um, the professor is kind of like pissed at um, Chris for not doing Bill anything. Kilmer for for not for not getting the laser together sooner because he has some outside pressure. So all the the students that are working on the laser thing are thinking like, you know, this is for science, this is for education, but the space laser we saw at the beginning is what this guy promised the government. And so he's pushing these students who think they're doing this for science under just a regular grant. Uh, they're actually working on space laser for the Department of Defense. Yeah, nobody That's funds kind of science for science's is. sake. Let, let's be clear. It's, <laughs> right. it's all for <laughs> giant murder lasers. Yeah. The whole thing really is a commentary on the militarization of academia. <laughs> <laughs> and also and, the and vulgar, Val Kilmer. The, the terrible um, interior decorating choices of science professors. Mm-hmm. And, and the only, again, just like with uh, Lightman and War Games, the only people that can protect us from space laser or you know, automated uh, kill machine governments are affable hackers. That's correct. That's the lesson of all these movies. How long do we think that that, uh, Val Kilmer's character is Ben at Caltech at this point? He's he's, (laughs) He's like a seven-year... Yeah. He's probably going for like a PhD or something. But he's got to finish this space laser first, or uh, right. This is his thesis, or something. I think they something say. like that. Yeah, DARPA wants its its space laser, otherwise Chris fails out. Yeah, yeah. which you know, he's not kidding. Neither mind you. Some bad wallpaper Val in Kilmer Bill's this house. So Val Kilmer all this money on a remodel. Twenty six when this movie was made. So. He's right around the age that he's playing. Yeah, and pretty close. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Val Kilmer looked young, and then he aged very quickly. In like mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere in the mid nineties, it all caught up with him. I think he got really into playing Jim Morrison and <laughs> aged rapidly. I rewatched that movie recently. Oof! Yikes! He made some choices. <laughs> But he kept the charisma. Kiss oh, Kiss yeah. Bang Bang is one of my favorite movies. It's a great one. It really is. His collection of t-shirts in, in this movie is just <laughs> chef's kiss. Like the I love toxic waste shirt. You could buy that at Spencer Gifts throughout mm-hmm. the 80s. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what was the other one? He has, oh, the um, Surf Nicaragua. Like, which is just mm-hmm. like such a, you know, in the, in the eighties, uh-huh. Nicaragua was not a place you could really go surf and come no, back from. but it was in the news all the time and nobody really knew why you're right. like, what? Something bad is happening down there. I think. Right. So in this, you know, we, we see the, the laser's not working. Mitch is freaking out cause he's a freshman and he needs, he needs the project to work to stay in school. Val Kilmer has been like laughing off this whole thing. But then when he sees Mitch is actually worried, he's like, Oh, just set this up and then do this. And it works. So like 
again, he's just this mad scientist dude sitting on the solution the whole time. Right. Knows exactly what should be done to make this work, but he's just fucking around. Motivated. He's just he's not motivated. Meanwhile, and how 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 much does that track with people yeah. you've known? Yeah, hyper smart people at some of these companies we've we've been familiar with that they just haven't found a way to motivate them fully, or maybe you can't. You can't do it with work. It's got to be something that on the side. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it true. should be lasers. But. He puts his skills to good use here, setting up the laser to reflect off like nine different mirrors and oh, yeah. point the way to the tanning invitation, I believe it's called, <laughs> in the uh, auditorium. <laughs> Which, I mean, look at, like, they're bouncing lasers like halfway across campus. Like, right. He put more effort in this than anything they had to do in the, in the lab. Anything oh, yeah. that anyone's waiting on him for, he did more on this prank than... Than it would have taken. He's got like five beam splitters, like <laughs> right. the The laser that shoots through the statue's head is now being used to project tanning invitational on the sign above an auditorium. Right, with tiki torches out front, which you know. Yeah. This and, a, is, and a pool they set up in the orchestra pit amazing. of this theater, which was this was a, the real orchestra pit of this real theater at Caltech. It's they, so funny. they made a pool in the or like even the party is plausible. Nearby college, though, which one? The Wanda Trussler School of Beauty. Their beauticians. <laughs> Their beauticians. <laughs> that um. That guy that just said they're beauticians. Um, the the Asian guy was the one from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, that did the the tricycle race at the end. Took the um, the pills that kept him from getting drunk. I don't know what if they ever said what they were. And then drank like fourteen beers while riding a tricycle and won. <laughs> He's the one that said they're beauticians. <laughs> and was the nemesis in Karate Kid Part Two. What? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, and here comes Kent in his pathetic, like, Letterman sweater with no letter on it. Just sneaking in to ruin everyone's good time. He's jealous that he's not at this party. What a tool. Again, he's doing permanent mouth breather face. It's true. <laughs> Those braces are keeping his lips pushed way out. The prank that's coming up where they that involves his braces is... One of my favorite things that happens in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So, was, is that one plausible? It's Could a, you I, use br- somebody's braces as a as a shortwave antenna? I don't and see why not. I don't, I don't know how commentary into somebody's head. I don't know. I mean, your your it, it your bones are of, good uh, natural sound conductors, conductor. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All it makes me think of is predator, or, uh, poltergeist. Oh. The kid's bra- he's looking yeah. in the mirror and the kid's braces come out of his mouth and wrap his head. Anytime anyone messes with braces, it just freaks, freaks me, me out. out. Yeah. yeah. I had some definite childhood trauma in that department. I never had braces. Oh. But I had one of those like palate expanders. And it was just so much metal in my yep. mouth. Not good. Just always... Poltergeist really screwed me up. Uh, and here's fake-ass Carl Sagan's TV show. 
So I read somewhere that there, there was some significance in at Caltech, and they used it in this movie to the letters DEI. Mm-hmm. And they use it throughout. So this is the Darlington Electrics Innovation sponsored show, and then DEI shows up later in the popcorn scene. DEI sprinkled throughout, and Caltech alumni scribble G- DEI places like Mount Everest and stuff. But I couldn't find what DEI stood for, but it's something significant to, oh. to Caltech, and they huh. used it in this movie. I doubt it's diversity, equity, and inclusive. I'm going to go with no. No. So if anyone if anyone knows what DEI's significance to Caltech is, Division of Geological Implant, no? Somebody Don't just did a front flip onto the slide at the Tanning Invitational, which seems very risky. Perfect front flip, terrible landing. Yeah. So poor Mitch. Everybody here has appropriate outfits, like proper Hawaiian outfits and like a scuba suit and stuff. Like I didn't have this much of a wardrobe, like my freshman year of college, that I could have shown up to a tropical party in all the tropical garb, like a straw hat. So no, I don't know. I had like nine t-shirts, two pairs of jeans, and you know, yeah. that was basically it. Every party I went to, whether it was themed or not, looked the same. Like they didn't, there was nothing this elaborately set up. Right. And also like hyper, uh, hyper focus girl has just full on scuba gear. She just brought into this right. party. She's, she's, uh, she's got her license. Oh, I found what DEI stands for <laughs> at Caltech. Dabney eats it. <laughs> the da- <laughs> Dabney eats it. There's oh, a- Dabney. <laughs> Dabney told there's a Dabney. There's a Dabney house, probably a frat or a club or something. And apparently uh, that became a thing. DEI. Uh, that's Dabney pretty great. It. Was, it, was it chant? I'm, I'm not even going to read this whole article, but... And then there was another one, F-E-I-T-F, which was Fleming Eats It Faster. <laughs> but it became enough of a rivalry that uh, DEI showed up in many places, like Mount Everest. It was scrawled onto the moon, apparently. <laughs> um, so... And then in this movie, Darlington Electric Instruments, Drain Experts Incorporated... And a couple other places, DEI shows up. So nice homage to Caltech. I love those Dabney. Easter eggs. Yeah. This professor just ruins everything. He's no good. Uh, Dabney eats it. Goes back to the fifties. Wow. Good, good, good for Caltech to hold up that kind of geekery for that long. Yeah, I don't think we're making too many people named Dabney these days. Oh, it was so the 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 Dabney eats it phrase. And I'm, this is more tangent, but the Dabney eats it phrase came from reportedly that the Caltech food service once had a dish that which was only eaten by the residents of Dabney House. It was something so bad that only one of these houses ate it, and so that became what they were known for. Dabney eats it. Dabney will eat it, and then Fleming eats it faster. <laughs> 
that's the kind of like deep seated nerdery I'm, I'm really here for. <laughs> dorm versus dorm it's food. Not, it's not even. It's not even vulgar. No, it's about eating shitty food. Which is, I mean, that's I, a lot of what college is about. So, yeah, that's great though. Oh that's man, cla- that's like fifties prank. One of my most lasting memories of this movie is this next scene that's coming up because the secondhand embarrassment was so strong. I just like instantly imprinted. It's brutal. What's the next one? Uh, This is when Mitch calls home and tells tells his mom that he can't handle it. And they um, record it and broadcast it out over the loudspeaker on the quad. Um, I totally made that call at one point, some camp I went to or something. I was just like, let me come home. Uh-huh. Can you imagine having that recorded oh, God. and then broadcast? I want to come home and live with you. You've rented out my room. <laughs> this movie felt really real at this point. Yeah, it's painful. Poor Mitch. Oh, they play it in the... Can the- you, I mean, can you imagine? This, this was when, I think this was like, or maybe I was just more aware of it, but there were a lot of like child prodigies in the eighties. And when, when we were kids, maybe it was just cause we were kids and we we're like, I'm not going to college right now, Yeah, but kids my age are, but it seemed like there were a lot of like 13, 14, 15 year old, like college kids. And then that's got to really fuck you up. Oh yeah. Like, I can't imagine how unprepared for what I eventually saw at college. I would be, uh, at 13, 14. That's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. It's just a bad idea. Don't let your don't let your kids grow up to be college no. students. If they want to do college classes, do it online. Just stop it. Mm-hmm. But no, nothing like this ever happened. No. Also, the idea that they're all in the same dining hall at the same time and drinking milk at lunch i guess which is pretty hilarious so i like i didn't realize it to watching it right now but one of the other guys in mitch's lab um the guy that's always in like the flannel and it's kind of the most like disheveled yeah the whole time through this movie he is not laughing at this like he's keeping his head down like he's pretty cool he's like i got caught up in it but i am not gonna participate like that that I, I wonder if that was intentional or if that actor was just like, I'm, I'm the cool one here and I wouldn't do that <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah. I, I, that shows up. I'm not down he's, with this bullying of poor Mitch. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Cause he probably knows Mitch is way ahead of him. Mitch is smarter than him. Like he, it's not cool. He's a kid. At some point, Chris figures out too, you know, Val, Val yeah. Kilmer's character figures out, or he may have already figured it out at this point. And and that's when he that's when Val Kilmer gets his motivation. When he realizes he's not the smartest one in the room anymore. Right. That's when he starts trying. So you just gotta find someone smarter than you. Just the same. In high school they stuffed me in a mailbox. Did I tell you that? So <laughs> they stuffed him in a mailbox in high school. <laughs> what mailbox is that? Does that sound familiar? Mitch, I was just like those blue ones you can't open up all oh, right yeah not at all do, Zoe, do you think there was a point in val kilmer's life when a girl would never talk to him like did that did that day ever exist 
No, no. <laughs> of course not. Not ever. I, I think that like just like doors open when he walks. Like just he's he's got a charmed, blessed life. Even if they're not automatic <laughs> doors, they just pop open. Right. They just uh, pop open. I mean, with hair like that in the eighties. It's incredible. Oh, what was that on the shelf behind him? It was the the floating like capsule thing. I remember that toy or the that sort of erector set thing. Oh, behind that Mitch, really yeah, cool. the um, it was a bunch of little <laughs> acrylic globes. Two, yeah, together right. and run wires through and stuff. And there were some in, there were some watertight ones that would let it float. I just noticed all the like coloring pages in their room. Like I don't know if like right behind Chris, like. Yeah, it's like a Picasso. Yeah, but it it's a color by numbers or something. Like Chris is just in his spare time instead of doing his schoolwork, he's he's coloring or playing with dinosaur toys and things like that. I mean, he's do, he's doing anything but what he what he's yeah. told he should. Yeah, be doing. yeah, of course. He has you know creative exceptional creative ability, and he doesn't want to channel it all towards one thing. He doesn't want to work for the man, Pete. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Don't try to don't try to bottle this up. Don't try to put it in a in a corner that just you know satisfies your space laser laser project. He'll get that <laughs> done too. But just you know, let him do some other shit once in a while. I'm not projecting. No, 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 no. Oh, I just noticed they have a dentist chair or something in that room. They have a pretty sweet dorm room. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. Yeah, it does look like a old salon barber's chair. Or oh, barber's chair, probably. Chair. Yeah, and also and the. What water- was great about this? I mean, speaking of Val Kilmer's obvious handsomeness and otherwise likability, he just showed himself to be a very cool older brother to this little kid who's thrown into such a fucked up situation. Yeah, and it's like, look, college can be fun. Do it my way. Instead of these douchebags' way, right? And we're gonna have a good time here. And then the, this is when the movie sort of breaks open into all pranks all the time, right? And also when we find out that Kent drives a Citroen like a dork, <laughs> because of course he does. <laughs> this is pretty sweet. Kent tore. <laughs> How do you sit? So this is another montage too. Yeah, you know, they're cutting, cutting it down. Yeah. this movie is nothing but montage. <laughs> Kent's car in his room, incredible. They screwed up. They put him in too tight of a shirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's your car. That's a hell of a look. He's though. he's a, he's always got the the turtleneck, the dickies too. Oh, like God. they're they're really layering every. How can we make this otherwise very handsome classic looking right. guy in the Garanimals polo dickies. shirt <laughs> and the striped belt that's dope too so you said something about the the costume design in this being really well researched and i'm i'm noticing it yeah like, i'm pretty sure that val kilmer is literally using a rope as a belt right now he absolutely is <laughs> yes it's, it's like a piece of climbing cord like uh you know rock climbing rope. yeah Perfect. <laughs> and so he's going to the professor's house who's having a dinner party that he's clearly not dressed for. Which word didn't you understand? Are you here for the 
What meeting? I don't know. Oh, the God. The archetypal uh, ditzy blonde girl from every 80s movie. Uh, the the spooks are here to that turn the screws on the space laser project. The the big bad yeah defense contractor guy has been in a million movies too. I can never remember his name. Susan. Well, I I guess this is goodbye. I'm sorry. So why did Susan come come with this guy to the? It's his daughter, the, I believe. Oh, she happens to be my daughter. Oh, yeah. Then I guess you have. Coming down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, listen. If there's ever anything I can do for you or. Some, or some light 80s raunchy <laughs> sexist yes. comedy because you had to. But also some highly realistic <laughs> Val Kilmer content where he just so, looks at a, you know somebody and they're just like, well. Yeah, I guess that's he it. He met her thirty seconds ago, and she's asking him if if he can ha- hammer a what was it six inch nail through a board with his penis? Like that's that's a little forward, I gotta say, even for Val Kilmer, or even even for somebody looking at Val Kilmer. Did you suddenly find humor? You already gave me the job. You need a degree. I can pass your exam. Even if you pass, you don't pass. In fact, I don't see why you don't leave the campus right now. Okay, fine. I want to see the top of these bookshelves again. There's like uh, Matryoshka dolls or something. Up yeah, there. there are. Believe you or me, you can't do this. It's done. He's also got like an antelope head mounted on the wall oh, for no wow. reason. What are? That's a. Yeah, what are those giant dolls? That's very weird. They're all kneeling. Yeah. I think I think yeah. Professor Hathaway might have been working for the Soviets back then. This house is definitely like wannabe um, sort of aficionado, you know, wannabe professor style. Yeah. The big stuffed leather couch and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's so brand new and it's so California suburbs. Like Right. They were yeah, literally the building it out in the desert where there were no houses. Yeah. They were laying down sod because, you know. Right. And his is like the only house in the new subdivision. Mm-hmm. So it's like all fresh and out of a professor kit. Right. Yes. Haughty West Coast professor guy. Yeah. Why? And here we get Zen Val Kilmer sitting on the uh, roof of the dorm, <laughs> reflecting on the meaninglessness of his life and how little he's accomplished. Thank you, Mitch. Because he won't get his degree yeah. after all of this. Because he because he found out it was. Is that when he just found out that it's a. Uh, um, a de- no, they defense have, they project. No, that it's defense project. So he just got told that if he doesn't finish the project, he's going to fail. Yeah, if he doesn't finish it soon, right? Uh, and he thought he was on this kind of infinite timeline of like we're just doing research and we're I'll be a nine year college student. I can defend <laughs> my thesis whenever I feel like. But, right. But the other guys got uh, a contract with DOD to get this thing done. Yes, so he's turning screws. Northrop is not going to wait forever. Now we're about to get another sweet, sweet montage when they when they really buckle down and they figure out this laser business. They do. And this is when Mitch just gave him the father-son talk about right getting getting shit done. 
and I the the montage music of the 80s was so literal. This song is literally like we're gonna get in a hard way and we'll make it. Like they are the song is about working through some problems. <laughs> like I I, mean, I just love it. I, what was the Revenge of the Nerds one? It was like we're gonna clean this place up and they're cleaning their dorm yes. rooms, like or their their frat house. Like I just love how 80s the soundtrack. It's own the genre. soundtrack here may be some of the most consistent vaporwave sound, like in an <laughs> 80s. Like this is very specifically like promenade at the shopping mall on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, hundred percent. Checking out Claire's yeah. boutique and some uh, uh-huh. the food court. Yeah, looking at people across the across the fountain, <laughs> making eyes at people at the, the popcorn stand. Pretty nice turtleneck uh, Val Kilmer's got going on there. It's uh, cozy. But, but he cut the arms off. There's Laszlo again. So that's number five. This is Laszlo's fifth appearance. Again, not for more than a few seconds. They never he's like, really... Oh, these, guys, these guys are busy. I'm not going to interrupt them. Oh, man. The, print, the dot matrix yes, printouts. The dot matrix reels of paper. I love that. Incredible. That was so useful. Yeah. Why does everything have to fit on eight and a half by 11? It's true. <laughs> and now, now we have Val in the uh, laser lab, just wearing an open chambray shirt with nothing underneath it. <laughs> like he just came from the volleyball scene in Top Gun. He's yeah. just like, what's up boys? Let's get this space laser done. Drum, drumstick spinning a wrench as he's <laughs> you know cranking on a laser. Just consummate badass. <laughs> And now these like big conference tables, study oh, tables is... with a guy like losing it and you just cracked. Is that the kid from um, 16 Candles? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. We've that all guy, had those days. Oh, he just, he just lost it. And then and everybody just goes back to studying and they're like, goes right, back cool. to work. And one guy takes his chair. Yeah. He had the sweet chair at the table. Right. Like, I'll, I'll move him up here. Chris Knight happen. has a very impressive slippers collection. He does. Like he's had out a different <laughs> pair of fuzzy slippers in almost every yeah. scene. He had on the um, the two crows from the uh, the cartoon. I forget what those guys' names were. That sat oh, in yeah. Heckle and Jekyll. Yeah. Yep. And then he had a pair of mouse slippers, and uh... he was just wearing a monkey's t-shirt. <laughs> I guess one of one of the monkeys was a like producer on this movie or something. Is that true? Yeah, there was some connection to the monkeys. What on earth? Production of this movie. (laughs) He turns on, he turns on the laser with a catcher's, catcher's catcher's uh, mask shield. Which what's what's what are the pads? What are they called? The chest protector. Yeah, yeah. Because that that'll work with lasers. I like that in the background in the lab they have the green screen like IBM PC clone. just like scrolling code and then mitch goes over and types like one keystroke and a graph comes up and then they high five like we did it <laughs> what did we do it, it it doesn't matter did you hear the song We're i gonna, did we can make it they're gonna work the through their vocation we're oh. gonna work through here's laszlo in oh yeah a budweiser box full of uh sweepstakes entries <laughs> this is the first time we're hearing laszlo say anything well 
thought you might need some help with the test, so I dug into the computer and got every question Hathaway Again, ever asked. based on something that Caltech students did. Mm. Generating yeah. 1.2 million entries and winning you, almost 32% of the prizes. He, he said he was going to help him with the test, so he, he broke into the computer and got every question they've ever asked. As often as you want, so I am. That's likely something <laughs> some uh, students in the early 80s did. I'm quite sure. <laughs> and then, yes, the 1 million subscription uh, submissions. You forget. So that was a real thing too. Yeah. Like some people did that. They did it with the McDonald's sweepstakes or something. They won like three grand in a car, but they did the exact same thing. You forget how big a part of uh, like 70s and 80s like sweepstakes were and like uh-huh. food product based, you know, mail in things. I got it. Sent away a lot this of This might box be stops. one of the more more plausible hacking related movies we've we've watched. Like everything that we're everything they're recreating in this, they somebody did. Yeah. It's not all, you know, telecom related, but like hacking a sweepstakes by stuffing it with auto generated submissions. Right. Jordan? I was going to look up who I just wrote. love that it was physical too. Like he built a signature scrawler that had a Yeah, he had like an auto pen thing. Yeah. That was just signed. Yep. And that was some something somebody at Caltech did in the 70s. Mhm. Uh-huh. This was such so weird. Yeah, the out-of-nowhere suggestive encounter. But also... And is there a reason that that happens other than him having this revelation that he's into her? No. No. (laughs) It does sort of, like, play into the... Who sent her? Like, I can't get any work done, so I'm going to clean my house instead type thing. Chris, and there was a woman in the room. This this is what makes me feel like I'm smart. When I watch when I watch her at like two two in the morning, uh, vacuuming. It's like that's what I do. I'm I'm <laughs> avoiding everything I should be doing by tidying a little bit at unnecessary times. So I must be a real genius. Too. We're the same. Me and that We're genius. The, same, look. <laughs> the fictional look. genius girl. We're the same. Yeah, I'm I'm not building automatic page flippers or knitting you know friends a sweater but i am avoiding everything else i should be doing so hmm. that tracks also why does she have like a industrial work light in there like it, this whole room seems like a giant fire hazard very concerned you know she moved in on day one and like ripped it down to the studs and crafted <laughs> it in the workshop she needed and just scared the hell out so of her wait room. so so mitch mitch was just um approached by some woman do we know where she came from who sent her i think that um kent and the 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 evil dorks sent her it i don't think they They ever make it clear an escort to mitch i believe so okay oh to entice him to work on the laser faster or to distract him so that chris would fail something along those lines Okay, but instead it, enti- it it showed him his fondness for 
for oh, the other girl. Older ladies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess so. Seeing as how Hathaway's gone through all the trouble of having one and everything. <laughs> I love this. It's you guys coming to the exam uh, or what? I'll catch up to you guys. I, I, I have to go to the bathroom. I wonder, what is that computer on the right? What do you, what do you guys think? Is it just, it doesn't look real. Uh, it looks like it should be it. a Vax or something like that, but it's not. And also they just yeah. have like giant uh, tanks of nitrogen or propane in that lab, which seems bad. So, so what's his name? What's this guy's name? The Kent. bad guy? Kent. Kent. Actually, Kent. I was going to say the Clark Kent guy. It's Kent. Uh, I think that's what it is. Kent yeah. is smearing grease on the laser array to sabotage this. Such a jerk move. What a tool. Yeah. And now they're taking their like final exam that Val Kilmer needs to needs to really nail in order to what get his PhD. What what grade is he in? <laughs> what grade is he in? <laughs> He's taking an exam to I know. finish his PhD. I assume this his grade is, is two days from graduation. <laughs> right. Yeah, is this a master's degree? Like, or is he really? Is this the the final of his? I mean, they just handed out laser laser class. Right. That's the other yeah. thing. They don't tell you what class this is. I assume it's like particle physics or some nonsense. I, I don't know. But that's a great t-shirt though too. International Order of the Gorilla. It's incredible. <laughs> just just and now we get another montage. Pick... Now we get a montage of them just writing. Blue books. In the blue you book. always pick out yeah. the uh, the bad guy in an eighties movie because they have their sweater arms draped over their shoulders. Correct. Yep. Just like the professor. There's two of them in this scene. Yep. There's two, two yes. <laughs> And you know my Clearly, man, like it's big red circles around the assholes. <laughs> I ace this. I leaves, love it. Leaves him a note. I ace this. Oof. He gives him an apple. <laughs> Tremendous. That was the that was the Iceman teeth chomp of this movie. So true. Except the apple was a bomb. <laughs> and then the apple explodes in the car. I wonder if that was a meta commentary on like the the Mac. Oh. The computer? <laughs> you might have heard of it. <laughs> what is is so now all of a sudden Chris is wearing like a lead shield, like an X-ray. Yeah, it's it's important because he's running. Sure. The, final test but it's the laser's going through the grease turn it off chris ex, it's exploding everything oh man kent really really fucked him kent's a jerk so now he's just listless what meltdown kent i'm not saying that you've had one oh but kent gave it away is kent wearing like a uh, country club. He shirt. sure is. He's got this tree. He's got this tree on his shirt a lot. Yep. And look at the robot thing in the. I didn't notice that make thing. Make sure before. your optics are clean. Yeah, it's a life lesson, kids. So make sure your optics. I'm gonna are make clean. a T-shirt with that. Don't you know to make sure your optics are clean? Oh, and there's oh, the the rod of uh, nitrogen. Yeah. Yeah, which gives him the epiphany he's needed. 
Oh, wow. Needs to make it colder. That's right. They forgot to bleach his hair later on in the movie, apparently. <laughs> He's definitely going... That's, that. You missed that part of the montage. He <laughs> just got that far along that his hair grew out and turned brown. So this is uh, Laszlo appearance number seven. Did you, I may have been wrong about how so, much Laszlo was actually in this movie. When, he's only had like three lines. So far. Yeah, he, he's, he's not a talker. When he showed up earlier with like the box of the the exam questions, I always thought that that was the first time Chris had actually met him too. But it, yeah, it seems I, like he kind of he, knows him that. Like, I always thought that Chris knew him, knew why he was there. Oh, but never really like interacted with him and was cool with it. Okay, like Laszlo was like the legacy guy that's just been. You you get the dorm room with Laszlo's closet. Right. And he was like, that's cool. Laszlo would come through and be like, I see you, you see me, we're we're cool. But they hadn't really interacted until Laszlo approached him and said, I gave you know, I, I hacked the 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 test database and got every question ever, and I'm gonna help you. I think that was their first yeah. real bonding. The, but Chris was always Chris was always fine with a weirdo under his dorm room. Sure. I don't think this is the time to discuss it. Get out. He's eccentric. He... Might interest you, Jerry. Yes. Exactly. Val Kilmer uh, had some giant Robin Williams energy in that last scene. Yeah. Very frenetic, excited about his discovery. <laughs> I think the word you're searching for is cocaine, Zoe. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Take a cab. Oh. Jerry. It, Jerry's got so a stained the, glass window at the top of his stairs in his nouveau yeah. riche McMansion in <laughs> the Central Valley. And he's fucking the daughter of the Department of Defense guy that he owes a space laser. I mean, this guy is setting himself up. It's a bad look bad. For Jerry. So many bad decisions. And he bad owns at least genes. one Fila sweatsuit that we know about. So he is just like. <laughs> That's the only good decision he's made. <laughs> that thing's probably worth like $800 right now on eBay. <laughs> I'd buy that. It's an eczema frozen in its excited state. Oh, he's wearing it right now? It's a chemical. No. Yeah, he is. Not gaseous form. Put simply, in deference to you, Kent. It's like lazy so now everyone is marveling at Chris's epiphany and clear grasping of the whole thing that they're not figuring out. I love we just missed a great line there where uh, Chris says to Kent, put simply in deference to you, Kent. It's just great. <laughs> yep. I have to say, There's a, I think I understand lasers less after watching this movie than I thought I did beforehand. <laughs> they have a lot of dry one-liners in this movie, and it's great because some of them are total groaners and some of them are low-key hilarious, and they just mm -hmm. don't discriminate. They just put all of them in there. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, this movie is really about a half an hour of gags and then a bunch of mon about 45 minutes of montage <laughs> and then 15 minutes of stuff that if they edited out, it would have been too short to be called a feature film. But they didn't really make a whole movie. Here. So Chris just figured out this thing that he had to do to make the laser as powerful as, as the professor wanted. And somehow they oh, had the this, materials this is, and everything to just get it done right then. Right. Like they this didn't have the to part where it shoots through yeah. the statue head and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. The statue of, uh, you know, Jebediah Simpson or Jebediah Springfield or whoever it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, John Caltechish. That's the name, the namesake of the, of the university. You, you can't tell that Dennis is laughing at that. John MIT. <laughs> yeah. It's Mitt. John Mitt. So now we see. Oh, we're, we're getting the we're getting the the Burns uh, finger crossing from the evil professor who just realized his space it's literally laser was... steepling his fingers as yeah. like excellent, <laughs> excellent. While not hearing anyone else, while not hearing Kent show him the the mirror, the that giant he space mirror, where he's literally right, just which yelling. is the crucial part of uh, the the aiming of the space laser. Oh, I where do we the think this is? You guys? Like the the filming locations were all in California. Let's get a burger. Is Caltech in Pasadena, right? Uh, I believe that's right. But the, the campus looks so much like uh, Stanford to me. I've never been yeah. to Caltech, but totally that... separate from any of the town around it. Yeah. I don't know. Playa del Rey. It's a playa. It's like a cool Isn't bar, it? though. Playa. What's up, player? Oh. <laughs> what up, player? <laughs> Mitch drinking a strawberry milkshake at the bar. Right. Incredible stuff. I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking back the. Uh, no, that's the different guy. I was. I was going to take back the Karate Kid Part Two statement about about this guy. But he. He is the one from. He is the guy from Revenge of the Nerds, and now Laszlo, eighth appearance. Coming in with the uh, the subtext to the rest of the movie. Now he's about to drop the knowledge. Laser solution. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I figure you, you've increased the power output to six so megawatts. He's breaking it to them now that what they've done is just create the perfect weapon. Right. There's only one thing it would be useful for. Right. Murdering cartel bosses from space. Yeah. Which and he's saying I mean, it's like honestly, what good is what you've done? And they're like, What do you mean it's awesome? He's like, No, what what good is that for? He's like shooting somebody, I guess. It is specifically designed. You mean Doctor Hathaway has I love that Laszlo, who hasn't really conversed with them about anything, picked all this up. Right. And how did he communicate that oh, that's right, Chris did see him in the kitchen and was like, I figured it out. Large spinning mirror yeah. and you could vaporize a human target from space. And now Chris gets ethics. He's like, no. This is not good. Hey, I didn't want to vaporize people from space. Yeah. At least not people that I don't choose. Right. No. 
I want to pop popcorn from space. And they just moved the laser somehow. Right. He took it. Because the one that they built in the at, lab at the 10, school. The one guy was like. Is definitely the one that they would mount on the AC-130 <laughs> to just go and. Right. Right. All right. Grab this. It's portable. We're going to strap it to a space shuttle. How could you build that there? I don't really have a problem this with this. This shit got like, it serious. Yeah. This was another you know, string of sort of classic um, space-based mass destruction mm. kind of movies. Um, what was the one about the kid that flies the SR-71, Adam? I understand how you feel, Chris. Not Adam. Are you making this movie up? I don't know about this movie. No, the William Crusher, as a kid flew an SR-71. He was like a robot kid, and it was about like nuclear Armageddon. Oh, no. Oh, man. I thought I'd seen, seen all of those 80s, movies. 80s movie? <clears throat> I'm going to look it up while, not... we, while you describe what's going on now. Well, now they're going to mess with Kent some more by putting him to sleep with, I think this is ether or something, which is like... It's fine. Sure. They're scientists, right? It's all good. We'll have two minutes. Or it's like the... Mitch's girlfriend's scuba gear, which I'm, I'm not sure this is how this works, but. Is that Justin Long? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. I do like that he just rolls down the, the hallway while they're like, they have two cylinders of some unknown gas and they're feeding a tube under this guy's doorway. And the guy just walks by yeah. with his books and it's like, what's up? Yeah. Caltech, baby. That's how they do it. Anything hey, goes. Entrance here. Uh, here comes the uh, the radio receiver in Kent's braces. See, it was the braces that gave me the idea. Oh, that right. Antenna on his whole head I love it. I feel like this could work. I, it also seems like something that somebody did at some point. Yeah. Kent. Okay. What is that monitor, Pete? What is on the side of that thing? Oh, well. Kent! What? I'm talking to you. That's a. Is that an Ethernet? It's not a modem. I said I'm talking to you. Too early for that. That might that might just be like a like a power strip or something. That's a. The monitor was sitting on. I don't know. You're not over. It's weird. It's only got a single floppy drive. That isn't. Like an early PC the clone. kind of computer is that? that the monitor's seen, tiny. That's like a seven-inch screen. A conversation. I don't know what that is. Okay, who is this? This is Jesus, Ken. I'm still looking up. Oh, Daryl. Oh, okay. Do you remember yes. Daryl? Yes. Yeah, Daryl. I do. And it was, that one was, it was about, an acronym, right? D. Yeah, D-A-R-Y-L. Yeah. Uh, data Analyzing Robot Youth Light Form. But there was that, and then there was the other one with the kid that refused to play Little League and all the sports guys uh, abstained from it, too, until we disarmed all our nuclear bombs. Oh, like There was God. a lot of nuclear nuclear stuff and space stuff in the 80s. Uh, yeah. That, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know where I was going with it, but I mean, I this was one of them. Pretty much grew up thinking that I was going to get destroyed by a nuclear bomb at some point during the 80s. 
living like yeah. 15 minutes from the Pentagon. I figured it was just a matter of time. I want you to think about what what's up with the finger paintings all over Kent's wall. That's what I'm, I, Kent's got some serious <laughs> emotional issues. He, this reminds me of um, the, the guy that flagellates himself in the Tom Hanks. Um, oh God. Da Vinci code. It's the second Kent, one. Kent is, yeah. Kent's the guy that the monk that. Yeah. Hurts himself. Those look like the kind of um, things that you saw in like Congo with like the the sentient you know apes that made yeah. like cave paintings. So that computer um, that he was on in that scene was an HP um, HP it had a it was a touch screen HP one fifty. Oh, maybe that's what the and, thing on the side was that. And I think the side, I think the side was like the receiver for the touchscreen. Oh, or that's something. wild! It w- makes sense yeah. for it to be an HP, yeah. Yeah, that was a booty-looking computer. It's, it's like probably a, like an eight thousand dollar computer more, then, too. Yeah, right. And here we get another like, montage. Yeah, this is kind of like the Goonies were making a plan type thing. Another montage. Yep. I'm telling you, this, this like half this movie is montage. Good montage. Oh, there's your your plumbing company, the Drain Experts yep. Incorporated. <laughs> yep. Dig Digby eats it. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that they built an actual house and blew it up. Like, it kind no, of. They did. So, they yes. did. Yes. Dennis, they did. This was practical effects. They actually popped the popcorn in the house, but, and it exploded the house. I love it. The stained glass legit. window just kills me i don't think they did the laser from space to pop the popcorn but they popped popcorn they may have forget it so actually we don't know that they're doing popcorn yet right so we just ruined this for every for for whoever is still listening user id system so this is just like brute force he's just brute forcing the password for this thing that's all it takes oh then they did some really hackneyed fake ideas that they have to use to get onto an Air Force base. It's going to be mostly social engineering and then some real simplistic brute forcing. In Kent's crappy car. But you get get the affable genius and he's going to be able to engineer his way in better than anybody. That's why why people like Mikhail are so dangerous. (laughs) Also... Nobody is buying Mitch's terrible mustache at this point. Not on the list. Yeah, that's because we're classified. <laughs> no. yeah. Put the mustache on the 15-year-old. Security. Yes, sir. Aren't you guys a little young to be technicians? Yes. Yeah, well, not on the list. Science. This guy's eyebrows are okay, working over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're both in trouble. Look, I'll call the duty officer. Uh, hey, uh, they're uh, airborne. Lasers are a young science. It's true. It's Listen, true. Listen, uh, if you make that call, it's our jobs. We're four hours late. Yes, sir. Give us a break, please. He's driving Ken's Citroen. Mm-hmm. And he just called him airborne instead of airman. <laughs> yes. 
We're dead. Again, affability. He's just disarming the Air Force here. The, like, the value of going through life looking like that just continues to uh, <laughs> to reinforce itself. He, he, even even to a stern military man, uh -huh. can't can't turn away those eyes. Nope. Look for anything out of the, and they just sneak onto an, an like active yeah. runway at an air <laughs> force base. Base. Yeah, with a SR seven. Or no. yeah, it's like a fake space laser plane. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mildly obsessed with SR seventy ones. Yeah, me too. Love that thing. But it does have the red windows, so you know it's cool in lasers. Supposed yeah, I mean, to look they're, evil. They're, they're they're committing some pretty major uh, military crimes right now. Oh, these this is the kind of stuff that just gets you disappeared. You don't ever appear in a courtroom after this. Like it's just game over but for you. Luckily, they they found the exact shade of blue science coats that the rest of the people <laughs> science <are wearing>. coats. <laughs> Good job, the science coat shopping. Because otherwise, is that Neil deGrasse Tyson? Ooh, I know that's oats. <laughs> 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 it may be. And also, they don't just notice like two random guys that they've never seen before working on their space laser. Yeah, with hair like that mm. and a T-shirt. Not exactly military oh, issue haircuts. So I mean, Mitch is my first Mario mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at the cables look at the serial cables at there oh my god oh wow that's such a fat ribbon <laughs> love it blinky lights kids the auto dial 212a mm -hmm. modem unit modem unit this is Costello. go ahead abbott we got the buddies okay we got the target coordinates what are, what are they on right now are they, what kind of roger they're oh, in they, the plane, but I don't know what this that. But they're like jacked in with a. They had their briefcase. They're chipping to something. Yeah, <laughs> they had their silk. This is this is all moving so fast. The stainless steel hard side briefcase that had yeah. the uh, computer in it. <laughs> right, and the extra chips. Well, actually, yes. The I weird thing is that. that is what it is oh. Laszlo is the only one who knows how to use computers of all these kids. Like, yeah, really. Ain't that the truth, though? What? Superior officer in the room. As you were. Now we're in the sweet ass angled button pushing. Oh yeah, this is war game central, man. Whoppers right behind him. Oh yeah, he's got the radar with the. So this kid's 15 and he's breaking into a military base. Right. Like, oh. A minute ago, he was he was trying to pay for college. There was some actual jargon there. Re replacing their prom with our EPROM. Yeah. Way to go, Chris. So what that would that give him? 
control over the laser? I guess, yeah. They just put their own memory chip in there. And Laszlo's reprogramming it on the fly. Uh, so they're they're going to appear to be shooting what they thought they were shooting, but the the laser will be going for these other coordinates without showing it until it's shot. I, do so we ever find out what they're what they think they're shooting? Is it like a um, like a junk plane somewhere in the desert, or it's some test, right? Yeah, I think. I think it's something, or some target in Russia. It's some small target or something. What's your head there? Huh? <laughs> Air professor. <laughs> I hope that does it. Okay, Chris, I mean Abbott, hello? Laszlo becomes the hero of the third act. Oh, Quite true. Great. Okay. Right. Fine. Sorry to everyone listening to this while, while we just enjoy watching this movie yeah. for a minute. It's great. It's That was the how rude line. Yep. Morgan. They're gone. Uh oh. <laughs> he literally just noticed the 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 RAM chip laying on the <laughs> a, a chip fell out of the computer. Where should I plug this in? Well, I think that just about sums it up, don't you? That doesn't look good. Shall we take a Just extra piece. Yep. That's what happens to me every time I build anything. I end up with that one extra piece. I'm like, this is this is fine. It'll be fine, right? Yeah. Except it's a Just space laser, not an IKEA bookshelf. <laughs> right. Don't jump on it. What is it? Nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh. I thought you'd gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is when God starts speaking to Kent through his radio radio braces. It's great. Good. Listen, Kent. Right, the second time it is. It is the second time, yeah. I thought you'd gone. Why? I meant what? I've learned not to ask. Look, Kent's collection of uh, short sleeve turtleneck dickies and cardigans is just unparalleled. Precisely 7.08 this morning. Ivy Crest? Just wait there and you shall receive a sign. Do not despair <laughs> and do not go inside. Well, why not? So, point point of order. Hello. As we sit here quietly watching this movie oh, at, at certain chunks, we're expecting people are going to use this as like commentary track when yeah. they watch the movie, right? Yep. Good. Okay. Good. That's the idea. <laughs> Hello, Jesus. So there's there's the guy from Karate Kid too. I can't believe it. Like when he was, it was, it was still very early days of his career. Yeah. Here goes the. So now, uh, the the jet's taking off. The space plane is gonna gonna go try this out on something in yeah, the desert. We, yeah, we don't know what. Just something in. Uh, yeah, it's it's not actually a target. The Nevada a desert test. somewhere. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a it's a JFK. Oh, style. that's right. Oh my God, uh, I forgot. <laughs> the JFK assassination so convoy. They've been, oh, they've been building this laser to do a JFK assassination better. This is only twenty years after he was killed. How they? I mean, they're. They need to hire a new PR person. They did not read the <laughs> optics on this one. Wow. <laughs> I did not make that connection. That's a sweet Volvo, though. Yes, sir, I do. But first, let me take this opportunity to... My man in his bathrobe. Just, mm-hmm. just getting the Volvo guy. This so-called event. Hey, guys. Chris. Good morning. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, right. The bunny the slippers. slippers. Zoe, you what called his collection of, of slippers. It pays off. Critical international importance. Is that the mayor of Amity? <laughs> Amity Island? It sure is. <laughs> and the, he, the congressman just happens to be coming by at 7.08 in the morning. To a random yeah, event. because a bunch of kids called him and right. said there's a matter of natural importance happening. Everyone so who's ever tried to, to contact their congressman knows how well that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congressman, there's a matter of natural importance in this woods behind my house. Meet me there. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be right there. What time? Seven? Sure. I'll be the guy with the bunny slippers. Just come on down. <laughs> Duck. I love how the the dripping content content from the professor. It's a very serious accusation. (laughs) Also, I'm not sure what the accusation is. Just that the professor was working on a defense contract? Yeah. And using it to build a laser that Caltech could have patented and profited from instead. Ah, yes. Also, I think he paid for his house with that defense contract. Which maybe is the problem. Very fake ass sodded hmm. yard house. Good thing the space plane is camouflaged because you never know when it might have to <laughs> fly past some space trees. <laughs> now you listen to me, Jesus. Oh, God. The, this is Jerry's house. <laughs> the JFK. The JFK convoy. I, I just. So if you're not going to answer me, then I'm just going to have to go in. Tact wasn't no. the 80s strong suit. The Reagan era did not, you know, not a lot of subtlety. No. Poor Kent trying to talk to God. In ten. Yeah. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> So they think they're about to shoot the JFK parade. This is about when uh, Professor Dumbass figures it out, right? Yeah. No, not yet. Not until it shoots and the parade doesn't blow. Then they're like, where did, what did it shoot? So right then was when the, whatever, the the ROM chip they put in turned the laser somewhere else. And now we're seeing this giant. Oh, foil. That's some terrible targeting. I forgot about that part. Yeah, just a big stripe, big stripe across the desert. Yeah, so much for uh, pinpoint accuracy. 
And why is it taking so long to bust through the stained glass window? There we go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and it just melts the trees or the uh, wood. <laughs> so the foil it's there isn't real, but they really popped this much popcorn. 90,000 pounds of popcorn. Incredible. And they really popped it. They, they said they made the house into basically a giant air popper. And so when the, when the house starts swelling, it's swelling from all the popcorn, which is all I ever wanted to be true when I saw this. <laughs> like, please tell me there was that much popcorn. Absolutely. They also very briefly became one of the world's largest purchasers of popcorn, <laughs> enough that they were able to negotiate like a massive commodity discount yeah. on it. And, and the next year, all the movie theaters were out of popcorn. <laughs> That's not true. But. So they just realized that it shot something other than what they were yeah. targeting. Not yet knowing that it's his house. But it could have died. I want. I wanted to swim in a house full of popcorn more yeah. than anything else when I saw this. This was the closest you could get to Scrooge McDucking, a, a giant vault of gold coins. That's all real popcorn. I love that they did. Unbelievable. That. Best practical effects ever. A literal house full. Of God popcorn. bless Hollywood. <laughs> when it's easier to just do the thing, that's that's the best kind of a special effect you can ever have. Why is the just laser destroying that. itself? That's did Laszlo do that? Yeah, I think they built that in to to that chip. And Professor Hathaway is just jumps into the like drone pilot seat to see his house get, grabs the joystick get jacked. <laughs> That drone shot that they are shooting from is very close to the house, though. It's pretty good. <laughs> and all the kids from this prefab neighborhood just coming over to eat dirt popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Unsalted dirt popcorn. That's just coming out of the seams of the house. So great. It's they amazing. built a house, popped so much popcorn in it that it split Last apart. Because, I mean, how else? Like, honestly, how else could they do that in the 80s? No, there's, there's no way. No real way. With a miniature or something. Just do it. I'm getting married. And, here and now we see Laszlo in his final appearance. In the RV that he won from, like... General Mills or whoever it was. Not this summer. Hi, Sherry. Oh, and he's marrying the girl from from before. Right. Isn't it great? So apparently, Laszlo can pound a six-inch spike in. Oh no, it's the other one. Yeah. What can I say? She loves me. Congratulations. Good old Laszlo. Good job by him. Right? He's really the hero of this movie. Yeah. Oh, so she was looking for him, but they only knew each other from online? I think that's right. Yeah. Oh. 
Totally. Oh, right, because she was always looking for... That's right. She was like a groupie, like a genius groupie. And she found her number one, like the smartest guys in, in all, of all of these people, is Laszlo. You think it's getting too weird around here? And that's what she was that's going for. So she thought Mitch might have been number one. It's pretty funny that like he drives off in this RV, and then in Napoleon Dynamite, Uncle Rico rolls up in that shady RV. <laughs> the, the the van. Yeah. Pulled footballs. Oh, I forgot this song is. I love this song so much. Yep. great one <laughs> i hope these are like the kids of like the you know the people that worked on the movie like the crew or whatever yeah. like come down on everybody jump in the pot yeah line. your kids will definitely get food poisoning but it'll be worth it it'll be great <laughs> <laughs> they'll love it and they're all in sack now right and they're, they're, running off, oh, they're, they're running off with trailers full of popcorn. yes I want, little red wagons so i had I had my wagon full of popcorn moment years later. I, I just love popcorn in this movie. Made me just so want to swim in that. But my little brother worked at the Michigan Theater, this classic movie house in Ann Arbor. Yeah. And he was he was pretty much staying with me at the time. He would just come and crash at my house. But at the end of the night, the Michigan Theater has the best popcorn in, in town. It's like real butter sparingly used like just perfectly cooked and they would have so much left at the end of the night that he would bring home a garbage bag full of popcorn <laughs> uh, after after working a shift at the movie at the michigan theater and every time i thought of this movie and just the swimming in popcorn we would have it plopped on the couch between us while we watched a movie just gripping it from the bag <laughs> and it every time it reminded me of this movie i love it Oh my God, one of the kids, one of the kids, one of the students was Dean Devlin. Who's that? Dean Devlin, that? Uh, who <laughs> uh, is the showrunner for Leverage, wrote uh, like what? a bunch of blockbuster movies. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Who? I don't know Leverage. Oh, it's like a. Is that. Is it we could do several episodes of deciphering leverage. Yeah, we could. Ooh. What a great a movie! Thief, this is. A grifter, a hacker. Okay, so he wrote uh, Universal Soldier, Stargate, Independence Day, oh. uh, a bunch of Stargate SG One. Damn! Wow. What was he in? What was he in this movie? Can he was one of the kids, apparently. What? Wow. One of the college kids? That's awesome. Yeah, Milton. Is he the one that freaked out and ran out of, snapped and <laughs> ran out of the room? He might have been. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. Well, this movie is dope. I love uh, this movie. Some, and, and I gotta say, in, in all the movies we've watched, this is probably the most legitimate everything in here is plausible. They went to great ex great lengths to to do everything that we saw here, and you know it, it wasn't consultant. all hacks. Was there? Oh, there was Robert Greenwood. It wasn't all you know telecom hacks, but there were a lot of classic prank hacks oh, yeah. in this movie, and they were all legitimate. 
So, well done, Real G. Good job, 1985. You did it. And I don't. And I don't think that was Justin Long earlier. So <laughs> this movie can get it. There get it is, right there, Pete. Thanks to Hewlett Packard. Thanks to Apple Computers. Uh, and look, thanks, special popcorn. thanks to Lapidus Popcorn. <laughs> the tough do what? <laughs> wow. Incredible. Some good. What a great movie. movie. It's so good. Yeah. Other than some some the 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 little bit of misogyny and the the daughter of the DOD guy. Mm. This was also a pretty benign movie too for the middle of the age. It's like if we did Revenge of the Nerds, there'd be some like oh god to it. But but real genius was you know stayed above the line. Good job. I got to figure that Revenge of the Nerds is pretty unwatchable at this point. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's got to be pretty cringy. Yeah, there's some there's some parts that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much did all not age well. No, I, I yeah, no, it's all raunch. Oh yeah, but um, who's the woman that that directed this? Martha Coolidge. She was um, she went to I was looking at her before. She went to RISD and did a bunch of other like pretty interesting movies, introducing Dorothy Dandridge, <laughs> um, Madam Secretary. She did a bunch of episodes of Weeds. Like pretty cool for. Doing a Val Kilmer-ish comedy, raunch comedy in the eighties. So good job to to her for pulling it off without all the ski school style bullshit. <laughs> ski school, good boy. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Well, this folks is, need to let us know what they think of this uh, simulcast yeah, format. This is a good time. I love this. I still want to try a full on Mystery Science Theater three thousand thing where we like somehow get all three of our cameras at the bottom of yeah. the movie itself and and just throw shit at it yeah i agree that would be a fun time we'll have to pick out a good movie and do this in person when we can do that it won't be long it won't be long awesome all right you guys thanks as always it's a good time take care everybody peace adios